Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. That's your opinion is the name of the show. Chick Hernandez, Fred Smoot, Chicken Smoot, and the always ever-present Amish one, Cy Fenwick in the house. Uh, all right, so I got to give major props right out of the gate. Okay, and I did it on Twitter. So, and Fred, you know this, because mm-hmm. you, you said Jamin Davis will be the first pick for the Washington football team in the draft. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you you hang around some some cool people. You knew that. <laughs> Got some inside intel. Uh, hey, hey, and- hey, stop it! Because I have said I have called the last five to six first round draft picks. I've called them weeks before the draft and said this is the guy. I like. Right now, I'm I'm on the same wavelength as a team. Like I can look at a roster and say, you know what? This is where they're going. And I ain't gonna lie, for the last five years, John Allen Payne, we've had guys just literally fall in our lap. So I asked myself in the first round, which one of these guys actually not falls to 19, but extends to 19. Hmm. And that's when Jamin Davis, I said he fits it because one, 6'3, 250 pounds. Two, from a military background, coaches from the same thing. Three, the defensive coordinator is a linebacker. The head coach is a linebacker. The one thing they're going to identify with is linebacker. So at the end of the day, it just worked. So are you telling me you got no inside intel whatsoever no, in this? Book? I had no. This is what I did have. I had I interviewed coach uh, three week, two weeks before the draft. Right. And just talking to him, he didn't tell me who they was drafting. He told right. me who they wasn't drafting. All right. So I could X some guys out. Because gotcha. I, I had brought up Zayvon Collins to him. And he told me, hell of an athlete, hell of a linebacker, but he fits more in the 3-4. So when gotcha. I listened to him say fit more than the 3-4, knowing that we play a 4-3, I could X Zayvon Collins off of my list. So, you know, I can't say he gave me any information, but I did take some information away from the conversation. I got you. All right. That's un- understandable. I'll take that. We're talking draft here. And if you're betting on players, you should also bet in your life. Speaking of which, one of our sponsors. Uh, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and ads and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts or experts. Sometimes I get that messed up. I should have I really bet on the draft. I called too many draft picks. I called them exactly right exactly where they supposed to go i you know i should have really got on bet online and made me some money i i, I really shorted myself you should you did short yourself uh yeah. you, you, you should gamble on the draft because that seems like a really really smart move no no Although no it is you're good no no it is so what overall what did you think of what the washington football team did in the draft, a quick rundown. Jamin Davis goes number in the first round. Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle with Texas, goes in the second round. Benjamin, I like Benjamin St. Juice, by the way. Oh, yes, he is. Minnesota. Hey, I hey, like hey, that hey, guy he, he has such a great story. He actually gave the Pope some Jordans while he was in Rome and while he was at the Vatican. So now, because of Benjamin St. Juice, the Pope is walking around the Vatican jaywalking. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. He gave the Pope... A pair of Jordans. Do you remember when uh when Harbaugh took uh his Michigan football team to the Rome? Yeah. Well, he Benjamin was a part of that team. All right. And when he got over there, he talked to the Pope and he asked Pope, did he have do do you own a pair of Jordans? And the Pope was like, No. And he was like, Well, now you do. What imagine that conversation, by the way. Okay, so uh so Pope, what size are you? Uh, you're wide? Are you narrow? Yeah. What, what are you? Uh, he said, you know, I, the Pope probably don't even know what size shoe he wear. He's only wore uh, Air Jesus's and Air Moses since he's been <laughs> over there at the Vatican, you know? And they open, they, them open toe sandals. That's that's what you call right. Jesus. Right, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. That's impressive. I mean, that's something to have, that should be on his, you know, profile, right? I it, mean, is. It, should be in, it, it is. It okay. is. What do you think and he also speaks three that. different languages. French, uh, English and Spanish. He's a uh, he's Canadian. What do you think okay. the Pope did with those shoes? Put them uh, on. I think I think you the think Pope so? put them in his shoe collection right beside the Moses's. Here's the thing. So you're sitting there at a big function, right, in Rome, Italy, and the the Pope is overseeing. He's giving a, a sermon of some sort, and you're looking at the Pope, and you're impressed by the Pope, and then all of a sudden he takes one step, and from underneath his robe you see. Mm-hmm. Air Jordans. That would be yes. the greatest 
visual for me. Hey, listen, that's when you know the Pope is in touch with the people, all right? That's when you know he has the ear of the people and he understands, even though I'm the Pope, I have to update my game too. Have you seen the Pope's Facebook page? I've not seen the, no, I have not, you know what? I'm not sure that I follow the Pope on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, See, I, you need to step your game up. I, sh I guess I do because I, I follow God uh, on Twitter, <laughs> uh, which is not quite the same thing, but close, I guess. <laughs> um, do you think that MJ knows that the Pope has a pair of his shoes? Well, MJ, let me tell you what MJ is. I love me some Michael Jordan, but okay. like I told my kids, I love Michael Jordan, but I refuse to let this jerk get me twice. He sold me these same shoes that he's selling now in the 90s. Yes. Now he wants me to rebuy them the same version of the shoe. Did not change a damn thing but the price. All right, he yeah. put a, he slapped another hundred on it. All right. So I told him, <laughs> no, I would buy y'all joys. But when it comes to me, hey, shame on me if you get me twice. All right. That's my yeah. fault. I'm yeah. not going to let Michael do that to me. I'm grown. I don't have anywhere to wear Jordans at. Where, where, besides the gym, where do I wear Jordans? Nowhere did I go and eat dinner and have drinks. You can't wear Jordans there. Plus, this is my number one rule. When you're going out to enjoy yourself, I never go where the men are wearing Jordans. Jordans are fighting shoes and running shoes. All right? I go to places where men are wearing slippery shoes. Stacey Adams. Stuff like that, hard bottom. They can't run in him, and they can't fight in him either. <laughs> it's all, it's all part of your plan, isn't it? You just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like certain shoes come with violence. Jordan comes with violence because young guys are usually wearing them. Right. Young guys so. are full of violence. Oh boy. Well, we've gone off the rails quite quickly here. Uh, let me let me round out the other picks here. Also in the third round with St. Juice was uh, Diami Brown, wide out for uh, North Carolina. Fourth round, John Bates, tight end. Tight end, Boise State. I like it. Uh, Derek Forrest, the safety out of Cincinnati, goes in the fifth round. In the sixth round, here goes Cameron Cheeseman. Long snapper. I love cheese. I love I, I know you love cheese. Uh, yeah. First off, first off, the fact that they got rid of Nick Sunberg kind of hurts me a little bit. Okay. Why? It, it, listen, I, I was with the best long snapper of all time, Ethan Albright. All right? All right? The red snapper. The red right? snapper. I was with the red snapper, and the red okay. snapper told me one thing. He says, smooth. The difference between me and you is you can go out there and have a bad game and get beat for touchdowns. You're going to start next week. If I go out there and I miss one snap up, yeah. I'll never play this game again. All right. So, you know, kudos to Nick. He had a long career, but anytime you get a new coach, he's going to want him to have his long snap because like coach told me, your long snap is usually tied to you. As long as you got a job, your long right. snapper has a job. That's just the way but things go. As solid as Nick Sunberg was, though, for this organization. And, by the way, the other part of that is, you know, what type of guy is he in the community? And his loads of uh, love was was a huge uh, thing for the community. Well, excuse me, Nick. Scoot over on the couch because it's cheese time. Oh, like, boy. at the end of the day. And you got to understand, cheese got a great story, too. I interviewed this guy. He was actually in dental school, he headed to be a dentist when he got the call that he was finna get drafted, all right? Wow. He did not play football last year, all right? He didn't. He thought his football career was over with. But Coach said we had to get a long snapper, all right, period. We yeah. had to get one. He said he likes his long snappers uh, young. He wanted a young guy that he could grow with in his special team. So Cheese is the guy. And the one thing I know about uh, Cheese is you can't cut the cheese. So he's going to be oh, here stop for it. a long time. Just stop it. You were waiting for that line. You're oh, absolutely yeah. waiting for yeah. that line. You cannot cut the cheese. Uh, it's, that's ridiculous. Now people are listening going, they're just actually vomiting in their own cars right now. Um, uh, coming up on the show shortly, by the way, is Mike Jones, uh, for uh, writer for the uh, USA Today uh, and the uh, his own podcast. He's going to talk about what what you know the draft and also the Aaron Rodgers situation, which we will get to. Um, Ooh, did also, I call that one too? Do you remember me asking a question a couple of months ago? How would you feel about Aaron Rodgers being now a quarterback? Did Smoosh the Dumbest do it again? Did Smoosh the Dumbest do it again? I remember nothing you say. I, I, I uh, have to erase it a, a week afterwards because there's just so much in there that my brain would just, I'd have to smoke come out of my you know head. But yes, I actually <laughs> do recall. I do, because you say a lot of things. They don't all yeah, hit, but, I, but you say I'm a lot good of things. At talk, I'm good at talking stuff into existence. It's I got you. My whole life, like I've always, people used to ask me, "What you gonna be when you when, when you get when you grow up?" I, I kept saying a football player. I talked right. it into existing. Like I believe if you put stuff in the air, it, you know you can. That's the first step of making it happen. Um, Shaka Tony, 
I like Shaka Tony. Like, like I interviewed, name, I interviewed these seven rounders. This is what I love about late round draft picks. They are at the happiest time in their life. Sure. They are pissed off. They are so pissed that they went in the seven rounds. So you get so many mixed bags, mixed emotions when you talk mm-hmm. to these guys. So I'm interviewing Shaka Tony, and he's like, oh, I'm so excited, but I can't believe I failed this far down the draft. Everything Michael Parsons could do, I can do that. Oh. I can do what Elvis. Oh, yes, sir. He is fired up. And see, that's what you get with them fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders. They think they should have went in the fourth, the third, the second. So guess what? They come in with a built-in chip on their shoulder. And I ain't talking about Frito Lake. Well, <laughs> so far we've gotten cheese and Frito-Lay into the podcast, by the way. Uh, but that's your opinion. Um, uh, and last but not least for the uh, Washington franchise, uh, Dax Milne, a wide out from BYU, 258th pick overall in the seventh round. So overall, you, you thought what about the draft? I thought we identified who we wanted, and I think Coach got every, uh, mostly everybody he wanted. I thought it was a patient draft. I thought the, the front office did a hell of a job. Like, we're not used to that around here. Correct. Like, we're not used to people doing stuff correctly, so when they do, we don't give them any props. We don't give them any props. All right, so fun. kudos to the front office. Kudos yeah. to Coach Rivera. Kudos to the staff. And – did we, we, I think we didn't, we didn't make any popular picks. We got guys that we get. If you look at Carolina's drafts the last couple of years, they only identify with Bradbury's and they end up being all-stars, guys like uh, Bradbury right. and stuff like that. So they go get guys that they know high IQ, but if you look at all the draft picks in this draft, as I interviewed Coach, I said, Coach, I noticed one thing coming about your guys. None of them peaked in college. None of them peaked in talent in college. All of them still have room to grow. And see, that's what he loves. He loves that. He loves an unfinished product. That's why he loves John Bates. I said, he loves John Bates. He only caught 20 passes. He was like, well, the thing about it is he only had 20 opportunities to catch 20 passes. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. happens when he has 60 balls? All right, so there go the, 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 the thing that he searches for with these athletes. Joining uh, us now is uh, an old friend of mine, uh, a guy who – Certainly covered Smoot and then covered. I've been Smoot. to say he's. I've been saying chick. He's my friend too. Like what? What well, are you I, like? I, are I, you I, taking friends now? Like what? What are you doing? Yes, I'm taking friends as well. I got. I listen. I got to take whatever I can get. Mike Jones. Uh, Who? Which, I, that, exactly. I knew that was coming. <laughs> USA you. Today NFL writer columnist for USA Today also has his own uh, podcast, um, the, the Football Jones podcast. Mike, how are you, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? So. Hold on. Smoot just did it. Who? And that goes back to uh, a famous song back in the day. How many Mike times? Mike Jones, rapper, yeah. Yeah. How many times do you hear that in your, in your just still? Because it was, you know, it was a while back, obviously. Um, the Maryland Terrapins had a guard, Mike Jones, and every time he was introduced, the entire crowd went, who? So how, how often do you hear that? Let's just say if I had a dime for every time, I would be on some island somewhere. It, it has not died, even though that was like, what, 2005 five or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it just has not died. And it, even, you know, players will give it to me. Coaches will give it. I mean, it's just, it just, it doesn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're just, we're just coming off the draft. I mean, me and Fred have just kind of discussed Washington a little bit. You covered that franchise exclusively for a while. Um, we have seen, and as Fred, Fred alluded to it too, you know, they, they weren't the best at the draft and you always, something always kind of strange happened. You scratched your head, but this draft, when you look back at what they did, having covered this organization, you come away thinking what? Um, it's definitely a new regime in charge because I mean, the old squad would have reached on a quarterback or would have sold the farm to get up to get a quarterback. Uh, the mindset, the philosophy is different now. Um, they believe in building as strong a roster as possible all around. And right now they've got their placeholder in Ryan Fitzpatrick and they're like, okay, well, we have other needs. We'll see what falls to us. And none of those quarterbacks were still there worthy of a first round pick. And so they used their picks on other positions to fortify at offense on defense. Um, And eventually they will put 
a quarterback in place, but I think that they're kind of looking along that model that we saw the Buffalo Bills uh, do a few years ago um, where they got everything in place, then they got Josh Allen, and it really helps a young guy succeed when he's got a strong line and a strong backing from his defense and strong skill position players uh, to work with as well. Mike, when you look at this draft and you see uh, Jamin Davis in the first round, I, I was—I hate to toot my own horn, but I predicted it <laughs> no, weeks you don't. and months ago no, you don't. that they was going to go with this guy. I just thought he fit everything that coach wanted. And I, and I looked at it and I said, they, they can't go Kamara because he's 220 pounds. And if you look at the running backs that's here in the NFC East, he's just going, he's not going to be able to be in that A and that B gap and C gap and contend with those guys. When you look at Jamin Davis, what upside do you see with him? Do you see as much upside as I do? Well, I don't, I don't know if I see as much as you do because, you know, you, you are the, um, the expert on this uh, as far as, you know, us guys, you know, we make a living writing and talking to people about it, but you lived, breathed it. You're in those film study rooms and look at it in a different way. Um, you've got a more uh, keenly trained eye. So I won't pretend that I've got uh, the insight you do, but I do like that he's got um, great athleticism, great quickness, can go sideline to sideline, um, can make a lot of plays. You know, when you look at Ron Rivera and his defenses, he wants a middle linebacker um, that can, you know, got great range. Um, and so I was a little surprised by the pick, but when you think about it, it does make a lot of sense. Um, it, it is an area where they need uh, some help there, and we'll see how it pays off. Would you believe me if I told you, Mike, everybody's just slobbing over Michael Parsons. If I told you uh, Jamin Davis is better, all right, and this is why he's better, all right? This is, just listen to me here. Watching Michael Parsons, he's such a great athlete. In the Big Ten, he ran around blocks. I've never seen him take on a block, get through the block, make the tackle. I, I'm sorry, in the NFL, that second level, we'll be uh, compensated with guards and centers, all right? He's going to have to take them on. I watched Jameen Davis do this in the SEC. Not only was he the better run stopper, he was actually better in coverage. He he ranked number one when it came to coverage when it comes to linebackers. And if you really want to watch him play, watch Kentucky play Florida. He goes one-on-one -on -one with a Martian. Kyle Pitts goes one-on-one. -on -one. The same guy that J.C. Horn couldn't stop, scored on J.C. Horn. Kyle Pitts did. Duke Patrick Sertain can stop. Kyle Pitts scored on him too. He didn't score on Jameen Davis. He's the best one in coverage. He's an A, B, C, D gap player. And he's going to be playing against, I mean, behind a D line that the second level will never get to him. The second level will never get to them. They have to address the first first. I'm telling you, when it's all said and done, defensive player of the year could be Jameen Davis. He's the most athletic. He's the best leader. And he's military-minded. So he's very, he's very cognizant of what he needs to do to get better. And I talked to Coach Rivera, and he said all the players they drafted had one thing in common. They had not peaked in college. I, you have not seen the best of them. If I told you you've seen the best of Michael Parsons, you will not be shocked. And do not forget this, Mike Jones. Do not forget this. <laughs> Penn State players make a splash early. They do not develop into blossom into that Hall of Fame stuff that you think they're going to be. We've watched it time and time again. We watched Courtney Brown. We watched LeBar Arrington. We watched Saquon Barkley. Start off fast. Haven't played in a year and a half. All I'm saying is, if you want some stale bread or some used shoes, go to Penn State and draft one of them. Wow. I don't... I... I, I, I don't know what to say to that, but <laughs> when you look at the track record, I mean, the proof is there and, and it's not just Penn state. Alabama's another one, you know, where you mm -hmm. see some of these defensive guys. Um, although, you know, the, the two linemen that Washington has from Alabama are doing well right now, but um, I have heard the similar things about that, but you're right. Um, and sometimes those smaller school guys, they've got a little bit more of a, a dog in them, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like guys that come from Mississippi state, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so maybe there is something to that, that fight, that desire, that hunger, um, and also not being the top guy at his position. So maybe um, that's good for him. So he's got some more incentive. Um, and, and so we'll see um, again, it's a position where they they did they could use um, uh, a spark there, and because of the guys in front of him, I think that uh, yeah, it's going to help, and we'll see how it all folds together with the, the third level of that defense as well.
Let's go, but let's go behind the scenes here for a second. Because Jones, you know what this feels like? This feels like us sitting in the Washington locker room and we're waiting on Fred to come in. Fred comes in, gets to his locker. We all surround. Mics go up, recorders go up, notepads go up, and you just wait. And sometimes, you know, Fred might be a little subdued, but rarely. But then you ask that one question, and then you just get that riff right there. And while Fred, see, what you don't know, Fred, is while you're talking, and we're all, and Mike's tick, he's got his recorder out, he's doing a shorthand, and I got the microphone up. In the back of our heads, we're all going, well, this is some great shit. This is, <laughs> this is, this, this is my headline today, or this is my piece today. Know what I'm I'll, writing today. Right? right? I'll, go, I'll go into a locker room with a, with, a, with a mindset of what I think the story might be, and then Fred says this, and I go, that ain't going to be the story. This is the story because this guy just waxed poetic on something. So this is what I feel like in this locker room right now. No, yeah. I just feel like at the end of the day, you know how we see the truth right in front of our eyes, but nobody mm -hmm. actually wants to say nothing. I, I say it all the time. I say, uh, if you want quantity, I mean, uh, quantity, go to mm -hmm. Alabama. You'll get the numbers. But if you want quality, go to Mississippi State. Because guess what? Five times the amount of defensive linemen have left from Alabama to Mississippi State, but neither one of them is better than Fletcher Cox. Neither one of them better than Chris Jones. Neither one of them better than Montez Sweat. Neither one of them better than anything. I don't know Alabama got a quarterback better than the Dak Prescott. I ain't heard the guy. If you have, you tell me where he at. So at the end of the day, you want quality, you go down to Starkville. You want you want quantity, you, you, you go to Tuscaloosa. It's fine. Did, 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 you, did you say that LeVar didn't pan out? All right, this is what I'm saying. Here go the key. When you like, it's a look at a draw when you're drafted. Like, like the NFL, the NBA, sports is the only thing that you can be top of your class coming out of college and you get the worst job. If I'm in tech and I'm in top of my class, I go work for Google. I go right. work for Apple. I don't go work for a startup. Like at the end of the day, because you're so good, you go to the worst team. LeVar came here and played in a 4-3. LeVar was supposed to be a 3-4 linebacker, outside linebacker. Let him go. Don't give him no responsibility. Let him rush the passer. We had LeVar sitting back, thinking, reading, and reacting. That ain't what he needed to do. So, yes, if we look at it, he, LeVar was the number two with three picks. Yeah. Did he live up to that? He did go to the Pro Bowl, but come on, we, at the number two pick, you're talking about a, a future Hall of Famer, game changer. Injuries had a lot to do with it. Sure. Uh, bad coaching had a lot to do with it, but that's that's the <laughs> that's the gist of the NFL. Do you end up in that sweet spot? LeVar didn't end up with a sweet spot. All I'm saying is this, if LeVar Erickson get drafted by Pittsburgh Steelers, LeVar is a all-time great in a Hall of Famer. Too bad mm -hmm. that he did. Now, that clumps him in with the people of Penn State that has constantly, constantly underachieved, all right? They underachieved. They look like Zeus coming out of college and play like a BB. All I'm saying, this happens <laughs> at Penn State constantly. We constantly do it, but nobody wants to bring it up. Maryland has more talent, brings more quality talent to the NFL than Penn State. All right, they don't have a wide receiver like Stephon Diggs. They've no. never had a Vernon Davis. All right, no. they've never had a Sean, well, a Sean Maryland, LeVar. You can kind of put them right there to each other. I'm right. sorry. Maryland puts out more quality players than Penn State. Now you finally make sense to me. Thank you so much, Fred. <laughs> uh, Jonesy, uh, you mentioned that, that the Washington franchise is – they're 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 happy with what they have at quarterback, but the 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 story that's come out here recently, obviously, is the Aaron Rodgers and him being upset. And I'm not going to pronounce the GM's name of the Packer right because I, I might butcher it and be pulled off of all. Gutekunst or something like that. Ryan Gutekunst is that what it is? Something like that. Sure. So he's the GM, and apparently he surprised last year in the draft. He surprised the rest of the rest of the coaching staff when he chose Jordan Love. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? That sounds like a Washington thing to do back in the day, not this era. Um, and so here's where Aaron Rodgers and Fred's already said, and Fred said it months ago. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback in Washington? I mean, I can't see it, but uh, what do you make of that whole situation? Um, yeah, I can't see him in Washington. Just, I mean, you would have to give up a lot when you think wow. about what the Rams gave up to get, um, uh, Matthew Stafford. We're talking Matthew Stafford. What was that three first round picks and Jared Goff? I mean, so what yeah. would you have to give up uh, to get Aaron Rodgers? Four first round picks. I mean, mm -hmm. you nope, know, nope. these might be the first. 
These are different times, Mike. You got to think about it. That, that Detroit trade was a clean, unemotional trade. When you bring emotions in, into a trade, now the team that's trading for them know that you have to trade him. He doesn't want to play there. This is a different type trade. You're not going to have to give as much for Aaron Rodgers. I hate to say it, as you did with a Jerry Goff, because Aaron Rodgers is running himself out of town. And, yeah, but and let's remember the 16 rule. Bart Starr played 16 seasons for Green Bay. Brett Favre played 16 seasons for Green Bay. Last year was Aaron Rodgers' 16th season for Green Bay. All right, so at the end of the day, these things happen and happen for a reason. Yeah, but I, I still feel like if I'm Green Bay, everything they've done this offseason has been to load up and ensure that they keep guys so that way they can make a run at the Super Bowl. If they lose, Brett, uh, they lose Aaron Rodgers, that really – sets back everything so if i'm them i'm gonna wait i'm gonna keep talking to his agent hey what does he want what does he want what does he want okay let me crunch more numbers hey and and then once aaron's cool off a little bit i'm getting on a plane i'm bringing the coach with me i'm bringing the team president with me i'm flying to see him face to face i'm kissing the ring and i'm saying look i screwed up last year i should have told you and I want you to play for another four more years. I was just trying to do like we did with Brett with you and you benefited from being behind him, but I should have told you ahead of time, just so you know, you're still my guy. So I want you to forgive me. And as a thank you, I'm giving you three more years guaranteed and let's roll into training camp. Yeah. Oh, Jones has never went through a divorce. If you think, you can walk in your wife's house and apologize for cheating, all right, for years and think you're just going to get, she's going to open the door and let you right back in because guess what? You said, I'm going to guarantee you three years of non-cheating. But how many diamond rings, you? if you get her a bunch of diamond rings and a car and all this stuff right there, she'll take you back for that, you know? No, you so, got to go get this guy a Julio Jones. A diamond ring ain't going to work. Like you got to go get this guy a Julio Jones. You got to go get this guy something that says, you know what? We're trying to win. I've watched, I see who you watching. You watching Tom Brady. I, Temple Bay did not, they, they pulled a wallet book out and say, Tom, what do you want and how do you want it? And, this, and he's seen it done like that. And then he's with a franchise that he has been with. And the one thing they say about a long marriage is the marriage goes, it ain't that you lose love for your wife. It's just that you 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 don't show her as much as you used to. It's it, it's called being complacent. I you, you you're not gonna go out and do the average things you used to. So they're so used to Aaron that they don't wanna boo him up and glam him up anymore. And that's why he's gonna end up here. And I know one thing about Aaron: no Green Bay players live in Green Bay after football. It's no legacy for you. The one thing I love about Washington, D.C., I'm still here 10, 15 years later in a place that I could live, raise my kids, set, have a legacy at. Uh, you can't do that in Green Bay. And if he's thinking right now, he won't say, what city am I going to am I gonna do my legacy at? And, right. and, and I think that has a lot to do with him right now wanting to leave that place. But, like, when you think about it, okay, I, I agree. I, I don't think that Denver, I mean – they're not people talking about Denver. Their roster's not Super Bowl ready. No, it's and, not. And Denver, who wants to live in Denver? You Nobody. know, <laughs> you've already been in a cold place in Green Bay. Yeah. But hey, what about Las Vegas? You know, what about yeah. there? You're a Cali guy. It's not too far. You got the ball coach, um, you know, Chucky. Mm -hmm. You know, similar offensive philosophies to what you came up in because he was in Green Bay himself before uh, becoming a head coach, I feel like the Raiders are more attractive than Washington is. Wow. I know we love our D.C. area, but if you're looking at just situations, him being a West Coast guy, his fiance being an actress who works, you know, out there in L.A., mm -hmm. L.A.'s teams are taken care of quarterback-wise. Cali's, all of Cali's teams are. So I feel like if he's going to pick somewhere, the Raiders might be the spot just because as you're talking about living conditions and everything. I love DC, yeah. but if I'm Aaron Rodgers, who also, where do they shoot Jeopardy? That's what I was going to ask. Cause doesn't he <laughs> want to do Jeopardy? So, so LA, all right, you know, LA. So all of this, he wants to be that, that guy, even while he's still a quarterback, 
It all makes sense to yeah. be as close to LA as possible. No, this is why I got to shoot you down. If he comes to the NFC East, he's instantly the best quarterback in the NFC East. Okay. You put him with the best defense, right? Top five defense in there, and a running game, and wide receiver weapons. He's more equipped to dominate. He got one person to get past, and it's the same old guy, Tom Brady, down in Tampa. You put him at the Las Vegas Raiders, he's still the second best quarterback in his division, Pat Mahomes. Do you think he wants to go to Pat Mahomes' division? And don't forget about the San Diego Chargers. Don't forget about what they got brewing over there. No, yeah. he don't want to go into that crowded classroom and that five-star high school. He wants to come to the NFCs. If he becomes the figurehead of the Washington football team, you can't not tell me this is not beyond a playoff roster. Look at who played the Super Bowl champions to the Cubs. We played them with Tyler Heineke. I, you know what? Last Kyle Bakahal, hand me a Heineke. That's who we played with. I, that's who we played with. Wait, 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 Fred, Fred. Look at what he's got to work with, though. You're talking about you need to get a Julio Jones up there in Green Bay. You know, he's got Devontae Adams. Washington's got nobody close to that. They're young. Oh, the come on well, now, my John. Terry McLaurin is a hog now. No, wait, wait. He's he's improving. He's young. He's promising. But he ain't got, I mean, he he he's not at that level. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're looking at what Tom Brady's working with, what Patrick Mahomes is working with, when you're looking at, at, at wide receiver groups, I think that if you look at Washington – they're, they're not proven. It's not much different than what he was working with in Green Bay. And what about the a little bit a notch below because you don't have Devontae Adams. They don't have that guy yet. Now, again, I think that what they're doing is great. They're setting that table so they're going to have a young quarterback come in. I still think they need one more wide receiver. They also need a game-changing tight end. Um, so they're, they're building something right now. They're not ready for Aaron Rodgers. I have to, you know what? I, that's why I love to go to court. Yeah, you agree to disagree. There's nothing Absolutely. wrong with it because you just talked like the Las Vegas Raiders receiving court was something special. Henry Ruggs was the fastest, most average receiver that I saw last year. All right. You but know who was going to him though? Hmm? Derek Carr, who has been nothing but average and disappointing ever since he got his first contract. You are so hard. I am glad you're not a GM. You are hard <laughs> on the mic, Joe. Hey, Derek Carr has been way above average now. Hey, wait, 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 wait. How many games he won? Well, he, he is playing in the How many Mahomes? Hey, he Pat Mahomes just got there two years ago. Derek Carr been there how many years and had how much time to do something there before Pat Mahomes got in his way? Mm. I'm just mm. saying, Derek Carr, look. He showed promise. promise. He got that contract extension. Then he hurt his knee. And look, they've had all kinds of, you know, turmoil and pulling out new coaches and everything like that. But even so, Derek Carr has not lived up to the expectations that he's been. So if you throw Aaron Rodgers, who John Gruden would definitely trust, and you got that collection of wide receivers, you got that tight end, Waller. I mean, you got that running back. Uh, last time I checked, uh, Mike Jones, offense sell tickets and defense win championships. I know, and when I look at that Raiders defense, their, they've been investing in their defense in the drafts and stuff. And, and haven't hit on nothing. I they The last three drafts, uh, Mayock, and, and, and they have done absolutely nothing. You know what? Mayock has drafted as many good draft picks as a dead man. It's a guy that died 10 years ago in his grave. They've been drafted way better than Mayock. Mayock had did nothing. All right, listen to me. They defense can't even hold our defense jock scrap on a, in a bad day. All right? They can't do that. Right, Ryan Kerrigan could go. They, they could sign Ryan Kerrigan right now. He'll start for the Raiders. He was a rotational guy for us. They just tell you the difference in depth and tell you the difference. They ain't better than us on their level. Not defensive line, not even linebacker, not defensive back. They're nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what? I'm just going to, I guess I'll take my L. No, no, I don't no. agree with you, but I, I can't out. I don't have the gift of the, you know, the smooth smack. No, and, the smooth uh, smack. You know, um, by, the, by the way, uh, earlier uh, Fred said, Mike, if you if you cheated on your wife, if he cheated on his wife and, and told her, Mike ain't coming back with all his limbs. Okay, that's what's happening. Oh, I 
understand that's, it. I, I, I understand that's it. What's going that's on. how Aaron Rodgers feel. Aaron Rodgers feel like they cheated on him yeah. with one Jordan Love. Took her out to dinner. Took Jordan Love out to dinner and said, you know what? You are the future. You remember when we talked about this? It's like uh, your wife is sick, but you don't want to introduce her to the wife that's going to replace her while she's sick on the deathbed. Uh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Why are you getting uh, married again? Aaron, Why are you getting Aaron married again? Walked- Aaron walked into the restaurant and saw uh, uh, the GM down on one knee giving a ring to Jordan Love. And he was like, wait, I'm still wearing the ring. <laughs> Final moments here with Mike Jones from USA Today. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, we discussed in that media room was food all the time. Yes. And there, there, was a, there, was a, there was a battle between Jones and John Kime about how to barbecue and all this jazz. So give me give me the perfect recipe for uh, some ribs. But you think I'm gonna give you my recipe? Well, I mean, you could at least give me a a, 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 a hint about what, how to make the best ribs. You don't gotta give me the exact recipe. I, I can't recipe. have time listening to this. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good script, point. You know what I mean? Um, wow. But wow. Just know that it's a slow process. There's injection involved. There's a variety of spices. There might be a little bit of brown sugar as well. Yes. Um, there is apple wood, um, you know, but it's a process. But hey, on those Fridays when we would do it, whose ribs were better, Mr. Chick? Well, I got to tell you, uh, there's a reason why I'm still plump. <clears throat> so there you go. Oh, uh, you didn't hey, answer well, for better. No, I can't. I can't answer the question because you're let both are on the show. You know, I'm a cook. I want to know: Have y'all ever seen a purple sweet potato pie? First yes. off, who has a pie standing <laughs> by on a Zoom? Yeah, where the <laughs> hell did that come from? <laughs> Me. I have one. This is a purple. I made this from purple. See, they got these purple sweet potatoes. So I, I, I made, I got the purple sweet potatoes okay. and I made a purple sweet potato pie. It's the sweetest sweet potato pie you can ever make. All right. You know what? After I finished, took this out the oven, my grandma came down from heaven and kissed me right here on the forehead to let me know I did a great job. Hey, Smooth, I'm going to give you my address so you can FedEx that to me, a little slice, (laughs) airtight, you know. uh, No problem. Listen, I want to be the reason you taste your first purple sweet potato pie, my friend. Jonesy, uh, anything else? What's coming down the pike for you? Anything? Um, On, I think it's Monday coming out. Um, I'm doing my quarterback power rankings now after the draft and free agency. Um, So that'll be interesting to uh, see where I'm putting some guys. Um, Where's Derek Carr going? Where's Derek Carr going? Look like he's gonna be at the bottom. Oh, Derek Carr's yeah. He he's not in the uh not in one of the uh coveted tiers that I have. I've got elite, very good, solid, shaky, ascending. You know, and shaky. I like I'll shaky. You guess where Derek Carr might be. That might be. Yeah, there. and I'm sure you hard on uh Daniel Jones. You you hard on Daniel Jones. I'm sure. I I'm sure you hard on. You probably hard on Dak Prescott when you know. I think Dak. Is one of the guys nope, that nope. I, I Dak's think Dak is good. overachieved. Dak's very good. Dak's very yeah. good. He's a step away from elite. You know. Okay. All right. All right. All right, look, look for that out. from Mike Jones, USA Today. Look for that coming out, the quarterback uh, rankings from Mike Jones. We call him Jonesy. Man, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I enjoy watching you on social media, especially being a dad of those kids who all look like you, by the way. That's kind of frightening. That is kind of frightening. Um, and and the daughter, the collegiate athlete, that's, that's really fun to watch. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Always good catching up with you guys. I miss you guys. Absolutely. Mike Jones, appreciate you, man. You can let us on your podcast, too. You can call us and you turn this thing and let us on, Jones. All right. Hey, we'll have to do that. We'll do that. You might let me not let me get a word in on my own podcast. (laughs) Why do you think this is the easiest gig for me? I got nothing to say. I just let them rip. It's awesome. Mike Jones, man. Appreciate you. Uh, We'll talk soon. All right. See you guys. Thank you. All right. Mike Jones, USA Today. Works, uh, covers the NFL and uh, cooks a, a mean, mean ribs, mean ribs. All right, before we get out of here, uh, a couple of things. Um, you, it's sunny outside. Have you, have you, what kind of, do you have purple glasses, Fred? Or hey, what first, kind of glasses? first of all, what country are you living in? Because it's not okay. sunny in VA today. Oh, you're in Virginia. See, that, that, there's always a dark cloud of Virginia. I'm in Maryland. It's always, no, I'm in Maryland. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's overcast here in Rockville. It's like pretty overcast. 
like what planet is Chick on? Like, what is he? Is he on Mars or something? Well, right now, I'm, I'm all I'm all cooped in. But it was it's been sunny the last few days. I know it's sunny like because I've been on the golf. Course. You have your shades down like, in your windows. How would you even know if it's sunny? You can't see no, out your it's window. It's sunny because I play golf, and when I play golf, and you know, unfortunately, I hit balls into the bunkers a lot. So, are you playing same. in the golf tournament Monday? Which one is that one? It's a Washington uh, golf tournament at Lansdowne. No, no, I'm not. I was not invited. So there you go. Well, Smooth DeChambeau will be there. That's perfect. That's not the one from last year. It's a different one, though. What, so what happened with the Kerrigan one? Is that done? Kerrigan, he don't play for Washington no more. We took his He's team. still part of the hey. community. He's yeah, still part of the community. We divorced and kicked him out of the community. That yeah. would happen when you get cut. It right? always happens with it always happens with that tournament for uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, it used to be the quarterback. Jay Campbell's. It used to be Jason's. Jason, Jason got dealt, and it was like he got dealt like two days before the tournament. Brian Arakpo, I did it. I just pulled his Vinny Serrato. Arakpo came mm. in and took over the tournament. Uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it, it happens with that tournament. Um, the reason I bring it up is uh, being sunshiny because uh, we, it's one of our sponsors, if you guys know. Right. Canon. Canon sunglasses. They're made exclusively and with Polaroid lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. I know Fred's into big, into uh, Italian stuff. Uh, right. So use the exclusive code CanaanCast15 at Canaan.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's CanaanCast15. Canaan, clearly better. Hey, I had on Canaan glasses while I was watching the draft. That's why I could see clearly who we were oh, going to pick. Well, right. ding, 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 ding for you. A couple of things before we get out of here. Did you see the Capitals-Rangers game the other night? 141 penalty minutes. The best part. This was old school hockey. There had been some, obviously, some bad blood between Tom Wilson and a couple of guys in the previous Tom Wilson game. and everybody in hockey. Tom Wilson Correct. got bad blood with everybody in hockey. Drop. So here's my best, my favorite part. The pregame show, uh, good friend uh, Craig Lachlan, who does uh, uh, calls the game with Joe Beninati. They're the best duo in of all hockey play-by-play uh, -play color guys. He says on the pregame, I think there'll be just one fight and that'll be it. It'll be done because that's what it is. A, man, one second in, puck drops, and it is a freaking melee. Free it fall. is hysterical. <laughs> it is hysterical. It's like a WWE cage match. It's Correct. like they dropped the bell. And Tom, this is what I love about Tom. Not only was he whooping one dude, he got <laughs> one dude by one hand whooping him. He grabs another dude, volunteer, whoops, hit. Like I told you, if I'm ever in a dark alley and they say, you know what, this is about to be a brawl. Give me Tom Wilson to my right. Give me James Harrison to my left. We coming out of here. You yeah. understand me? Yeah. We yeah. are coming out of here to live another day. Why isn't Chick fight? on that list? Why isn't what? Why wouldn't you have Chick with you in a dark I'm alley? A lover. Uh, you know, I'm a lover. I'm a fighter. It, it, it's, it's, it's one thing about it. You don't take a turtle to a fight. You, Wait a you second. don't take. You don't, take, you don't turtle. take a terrapin to a fight. You don't take that. First off, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because snapping turtles are badass. And we got a shell. We ain't, we ain't getting hurt. And when you come at us, you're going to lose a limb. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a reason why turtles live that long. Because they don't fight. Well, that's quite, that's probably true. I, I give you I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a fighter. I, we, we'll talk about this before. I've had yeah. one fight in, a uh, true fight in my life. Yeah, you're so. a lover. You're a lover, not a fighter. A lover. Chick. You're a lover. Yeah. Um, 71 minutes, by the way, of penalty minutes in that first five minutes of the game. 141 total. Um, and, you know, the Rangers are putting out statements and calling out the security uh, guy for the league and stuff. Some bullshit. Um, and then capped one. So we, we like that a lot. So that was just a, it was old school. Uh, the other thing is the Washington Wizards. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who thought that uh, Russell Westbrook might be done. But whoever said it, and they and we read about it in print when they made the trade to begin with, 34 triple doubles to his yes. credit so far this season. 20 um, rebounds, 24 assists the other That was day. insane. Absolutely insane. Listen to me. Oscar Robinson, he said it himself, yes, this guy is the guy. And what you got to love about Russell is, He's a great leader. And when you and when your leader goes 115 miles per hour every mm -hmm. play, it forces everybody else to live at that same standard. The one thing you can mess up in basketball is just because you got two all-stars don't mean they fit together. James right. 
Harden and Russell doesn't fit together because James needs to handle the ball. That forces right. Russell to play off the ball. I hear Bill waits on Russell to, to make the decision and goes off of that. They fit perfect together. Watch out for this Wizards team and, and, and realize this. Russell was hurt at the beginning of the year. Bradley was hurt at the beginning of the year. Wait right. till next year. This That's when you have to worry about this team. They only going to get better. Well, they, yeah, they, they took a while to mesh. Uh, everybody wondered what the, if that was going to happen. It certainly did happen. And right now they're scheduled to play Indiana in the play-in game of this. Uh, oh, we NBA got that. Playoff. We got Indiana. We got their number. Uh, and, they're play- and their next game is against Indiana. So I think a message will be sent uh, via Mr. Westbrook for sure. Um, but it's they're just fun to watch. By the way, is there any defense in the NBA anymore? I mean, I'm watching these scores. My God. Uh, you know what? Uh, this has been the all-time scoring this year. Yeah. In the NFL, I mean, NBA, it's been no defense. And I think it's just kind of a layover from the bubble. I think, you know, at the Mm. end of the day, it's a reason why my boy LeBron hurt right now. He's hurt because he just finished playing a championship game four months ago. It's a reason Anthony Davis hurt. It's a reason Jimmy Butler hurt. These were the championship guys. These Mm. teams are ran, they they literally physically beat up and ran down. But the team that didn't play, they're literally shooting the spalding off the ball. Like Chef Kurt, let me tell you something about (laughs) Chef Kurt. Well, my God. The best shooter I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Simple. He's so here's, fun why. To watch. here's why, because if you're a defender, a lot of times with great shooters and scorers, you, you get yourself set, right? You, you position yourself and, and you break down and you're ready. There's none of that with Steph because as you start to get yourself prepared, that ball's already gone and it's gone yeah. from distance. And, and you Draymond, think, no Draymond green going. sets some of the best screens I've ever seen. Like the, the chemistry that those two have too, like, Draymond, like Draymond's screens, you can't get around them. And it doesn't matter if you try and go over or under the screen as a defender, you're not going to get there. Too late. And you're not going to be there in time. Steph Curry, when he opened the door, when he pulls up to the arena and opened his door, he's open. <laughs> he's open. I, he's eligible to shoot the ball at any point he's on the court. It's like no time did the ball leave his hands that I actually think he's going to miss. Like yeah. that just that's how he's that's how he's wheeled us in. Like every time he let it go, we like ah, uh, that's in there. Like right. we're shocked when he misses. That shows you how good of a shooter he is. And what's impressive is is that he wasn't always that way. He was a really good player in college at Davidson. I mean, I remember talking to Gary Williams, the Maryland coach, and you know, it's like, all right, this guy, this small guard, um, sure. And then he just went and lit him up. Um, but it wasn't. And like this shot is not one of those picturesque shots. I mean, you know, it's not like that perfect form shot, but my, you know, he worked at it because from college to now he, he's, he's 10 times the player. He was the shooter, excuse me, the shooter. He was, um, it's phenomenal to watch. It's fun to watch. And I hope that people appreciate what we're seeing because he's already been in the league for a long time. But see, that's, that's how the, that's how pro sports is. They want to worship the guys that go to Duke. They want yeah. to worship the guys that go to UCLA. They want the NBA and the NFL to be filled with the, the Blue Bloods, the Alabamas, the Penn States of the world, and they never pan out. It's always the guy from Davidson. It's always uh, Patrick Mahone, the guy from Texas Tech. Right. It's right. always the guy from the other schools that you don't want. You know what? The NBA don't want Steph to be the best player in the NBA because the best player in the NBA shouldn't be 6'3", uh, 190 <laughs> pounds. They don't want that. All right. So at the end of the day, the pro sports will push what you think you want out of the out of the room and give you only what you get. And what you get is the best of the best come from a little bit of everywhere. I I remember a couple of years ago, they was like, who is uh, Luca Dunches? I say Luca Lannister, the Kingslayer. (laughs) I I called him the Kingslayer from day one because I watched him. And then I realized this damn guy been pro since he was 15 years old. He's ready for the NBA, and he comes right in, and he's a mixture of Larry Bird and LeBron. All right, so what are you going to do? Uh, what really pisses me off about Steph is he's a really good golfer, too. That's where I get my – that's uh, the issue I have. He can shoot with him. Uh, last question. Anybody really shit the draft in your mind? Anybody just said, what the hell was that? Anybody? The Raiders. Here? What the hell were the Raiders doing? The Raiders have Jonathan Abram, Mississippi State Bulldog, one of the best young safeties in the game. 
They still went and drafted three safeties. Divine Diablo, who I wanted to be here. Right. They drafted three, that Trayvon Morningheat, they drafted three safe. What, what are you going to do with three starting safeties when you got one on your right? What the hell are you doing? That's weird. That's weird. That's that's Mayock and those boys just doing some weird shit. You They're know? just like drafting three kickers in the same draft. What the hell are you going to do with three kickers? <laughs> All right, uh, good chat. We thank uh, Mike Jones from USA Today and his uh, Jones podcast. Keep, uh, I tell you what, he's he was a uh, really fun back in the day. Uh, so, so Fred, while you guys were in the locker room, you know, we got stuck in that side building at uh, Washington Park. It was a mm -hmm. little building, and you know, the stuff that went on there would be viral uh, in that room. The stuff that we did to each other, uh, the, the things that were said in it, that room. It proved that y'all was friends. It proved we that y'all was more than colleagues. Y'all was friends. No question. And, and and you know, it, on any given day, you don't know what's going to happen with, with that, with that you know, with the franchise and what was going on there. And and Tony Wiley as a, as the PR guy coming in and saying stuff. Yeah. And, you know, there it was, it was always a pizza victory. Victory Monday pizza would come in. But it was a close knit group because you're hanging out. You know, you we got a chance to see what twenty minutes of practice, most of that yep. stretching, and a little bit of workout, and then you're back yep. in that building waiting for you guys to finish. You know, some guys mm -hmm. would go out to lunch, but there was a lot of uh, camaraderie and learning about people's families and stuff. And that's what's not seen. Everybody thinks these guys that cover the game are like oh, they just go and write whatever they want. Blah blah blah. That wasn't the case, especially with this group. Uh, it was it was a unique group. So we thank Mike Jones. Uh, for being here. Anybody, anything else on anybody's mind? No, that's it. That's it. Fred Smoot says that's it. Cy Femic is shaking his head. He says that's it. Cy is moving. Where are you moving? You're moving a house? Uh, yep, renting. Uh, so we're going to rent another house uh, in Germantown now. You're going to have AC. AC in it? Thank you. Goodness. <laughs> Never making that mistake again. Ever, ever, ever <laughs> again. Cy will be have some AC during the summer months. All right, man. Uh, well, for Fred, for Cy, Mike Jones, I'm Chick. Thank you for listening to That's Your Opinion. Brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.